Welcome to the Locked on Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, this Tuesday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast is presented by Locked On's Ultimate Season Preview 2021. The Locked On NFL podcast is previewing every team and every division with the help of Odyssey's lineup of NFL experts through September the 8th. There are preview episodes on the feed right now for you to listen to. So make sure that you follow the Locked On NFL podcast today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. As for this Tuesday episode of the Locked On Titans podcast, we have a ton to go over. The Titans have to cut down their roster to 53 players at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time today, and they have already started that process by making quite a few cuts and quite a few roster moves over the last 36 hours. I'm going to make sure you are up to date on everything they have done so far. We are going to continue the roster talk. I am going to tell you which positions I think the Titans could be dipping into the waiver wire to help themselves out as they set their 53. Not every player that makes the 53-man roster will be someone who is in Tennessee Titans training camp. So as other teams around the league cut talented players from positions they have too much talent at, the Titans could swoop in, pick up some of those guys. I'll tell you some names that have already been cut that are players to watch at positions of need. And then finally, we got a lot of other news to talk about. News out of Titans practice, who played, who didn't. Also, there were some big news stories within the Titans division in the AFC South on Monday as well. I'm going to tell you what those were. So a big time Tuesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast starts now. Let's get it. You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. One of the big moments that we have been waiting on all offseason, the Titans are on the verge of cutting down their roster to the final 53. I'm going to tell you the cuts and roster moves that they have already made in preparation for the 53-man roster. But before we get into that, do want to remind you guys, I'm going to be putting out daily, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content here on the Locked on Titans podcast not only during the regular season, but all year long. Make sure that you never miss an episode of the number one Tennessee Titans podcast in the world by subscribing to the Locked On Titans podcast on whatever platform you do stream. Also, subscribe to the Locked On Titans podcast on YouTube as well, and make sure that you smash that notification bell so you always know when a new episode goes live. Remember, you can find the Locked On Titans podcast on every platform, and it's always free. But let's dive into these roster moves. The Titans have made some cuts leading up to Tuesday's deadline. Number one, the most surprising one so far, has been veteran outside linebacker John Simon. Simon had history with Mike Vrabel, felt like a good veteran addition to a generally young outside linebacker group with a young guy still like Derek Roberson, Harold Landry, who's still on his rookie deal. You have Wyatt Ray, who may make the roster as an outside linebacker now because of that Rashad Weaver, who was a rookie. So at this point, with Simon being cut, you have to think the Titans feel comfortable with what they have outside of their starters. Weaver as a rookie pass rusher. Derek Roberson, who I mentioned, who has 
been trying to improve in run defense. Coaches must feel comfortable there. Also, like I said, could mean good things for a young guy in Wyatt Ray. Uh, also, Ola Adani. I think this means that he's definitely making the roster as the fifth outside linebacker. The question now becomes, will the Titans keep six? Talking about Wyatt Ray there. But it also leaves questions into how many linebackers the Titans will carry total. If they're only going to keep five outside linebackers in Landry, Dupree, Roberson, Weaver, and Adaney, then does that mean that they keep five inside linebackers to make that total 10? Will they only go with the top four inside linebackers? We'll talk a little bit more about the inside linebacker group later, but still some more questions, but John Simon cut early on. Also, you see safety Clayton Gaithers, uh, Freedom Akin Maladun uh, at the defensive line, Nate Brooks, a defensive back, Cash Malua at linebacker. They were all cut, but those were guys I told you probably weren't having a real shot to make the roster. They were the most recent additions to the team late last week, so it makes sense that they were part of the first wave of cuts. And then early on Tuesday morning, we got wave of two offensive linemen, or on Monday morning at least, who were cut. Ross Reynolds was cut as an interior offensive lineman, and then undrafted free agent Chandon Herring out of BYU was cut as well. Uh, it was a tough Tough battle for him to make this roster, but I like what Chandon Herring brought to the table as a backup interior offensive lineman, and hopefully the Titans will be able to get him on the practice squad to continue working with him in his development. Again, an undrafted free agent this year out of BYU, but that wasn't the only roster moves. The Titans put veteran running back Brian Hill on injured reserve. That means his season is over. He had generally been unimpressive throughout the preseason, so not a big hit for the Titans there, but sucks that he's hurt enough to be on IR. That leaves the the third running back roll-up to Makai Sargent, Jeremy McNichols, who's still on the COVID list. We'll talk more about running back in just a moment. And then finally, do want to give you guys a COVID update. Since I last spoke with you, the Titans have added two starting offensive linemen to the COVID list, Ben Jones on Sunday and Nate Davis on Monday. So the COVID outbreak continues. The Titans are back up to nine players. Ryan Tannehill, Ben Jones, Nate Davis, Jeff Swaim, Racy McMath, Jeremy McNichols, Harold Landry, Nick DeZubnar, and Justin March Lillard. How the Titans figure all this out and what they want to do with the roster while having so many guys on the COVID reserve list, which doesn't count towards the 53 it will be an interesting experiment and an interesting equation to watch. But that's all of the roster moves that you need to know about as of right now before the 53-man roster totally takes shape. Remember, I will be back with you guys tomorrow to recap everything that took place with the roster and go over the final 53. So make sure that you do not miss that. But before we get into that, I do got to tell you guys about North One. North One is a better banking experience for small business owners because serving small business owners is all that they do. North One allows you to manage your money from anywhere, whether you're at home or on the go. Everything you need to manage your business finances is at your fingertips. Never step foot in a bank branch again. In addition to the features you'd expect like mobile check deposit, cash withdrawals, the ability to send and receive ACH and wire payments, North One is an FDIC insured account that can save you both time and Money North One integrates the accounting software you already use, saving you hours of manual bookkeeping. And with North One's envelope feature, you can automatically budget and save on things like rent, 
payroll, taxes, and more. With North One, you'll never pay an overdraft or NSF fee again, saving you hundreds of dollars per month. To get started, visit apply.northone.com slash locked. That's apply.northone.com slash locked. That's apply.northone.com slash locked. North One Business Banking Made for America. Also, do want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are turning to football as teams get ready for the season. BetOnline is your number one spot to bet on all the pro and college football this year. You can get all the updated odds, props, and contests. Speaking of contests, they have the internet's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, and they're both open right now at betonline.ag. Also, be sure to take advantage of the opening day super promo. Bet any amount of money you want on the opening game of the year between the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and if you use the promo code NFL100, BetOnline is going to refund you up to $25 even if you lose. That's promo code NFL100, but that's not the only promo code that I can help you out with. When you sign up at betonline.ag, use the promo code locked on. That's one word, locked on, and you're going to get a 100% welcome bonus on that first deposit. Free money from betonline.ag. So whether it's football, basketball, boxing, or even Vegas casino games, make sure you check out betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Let's continue this Tuesday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. We're going to keep talking rosters. We just talked about all of the roster moves the Titans have made so far. Now I want to dive into some places where the Titans could add talent from other teams as other teams around the NFL cut down their rosters. So We've talked a lot about the Titans' wide receiver group and how there's so much talent. Well, the Titans are going to have to waive some of those guys. And those guys, because the Titans had so much talent, those guys are going to get picked up by other teams who don't have as much talent at wide receiver. Think about a team like Detroit, who literally has four wide receivers right now. They have Tyrell Williams, Amon Ross, St. Brown, uh, Quintez Cephas, and then they have Khalif Raymond, old Titan Khalif Raymond. That's it. So why wouldn't they pick up a Nick Westbrook, Akina, a Cam Batson, a Mason Kinsey, a Racy McMath, a Des Fitzpatrick? Why wouldn't they pick up one of those guys? The Titans are going to look to do the same exact thing with other spots on their roster. So what are some of those spots? Number one, running back. And I know that everybody is infatuated with Makai Sargent. I get it. But he's an undrafted free agent running back. He looked good against second and third team defenses in the preseason. It's not a guarantee that he makes the roster, even though I like the guy myself, I'd like to see him make it. I'm sure you guys like Makai Sargent and want to see him make it, but that doesn't mean that the coaches are going to keep an undrafted free agent as their third running back. That doesn't mean that. So I'm just bracing everybody in with Jeremy McNichols, who the coaching staff probably trusts, but he's been on the COVID list and he's going to be on the COVID list when the 53-man roster gets put together uh, with Brian Hill going on IR. And remember, Darrington Evans is going to make this team, but he's injured. And it looked like he pulled a hammy in that preseason game and hasn't practiced since. So 
the Titans may look to scoop up a, a veteran running back, someone they can count on, since they simply don't have any depth there right now. It doesn't mean they're going to stay on the 53-man roster all year. They could be cut as soon as McNichols gets off the COVID list or as soon as Evans is healthy. But they could look there also tight end. And quite frankly, it's because everybody outside of Jeff Swain and Anthony Ferkser has been okay. Luke Stalker hasn't been impressive, even as a blocker, as a veteran. I thought Tommy Hudson was kind of impressive, but he's been banged up at times. Also, Jared Pinckney, Miller Forrestal, these guys are maybe practice squad candidates, but they're not making the 53-man roster. So the Titans could look to improve there with somebody else's waiver cut. Also, interior offensive line, and I have a good example for you guys here, but think about all the COVID issues. Ben Jones, Nate Davis on the COVID list. Think about all the injury issues. I mean, Aaron Brewer just got off the non-football injury list last week. Daniel Murner on the interior offensive line has been bad. Cole Barnwart, while being pretty solid for an undrafted free agent out of Iowa at center, the Titans right now, I mean, he would be the starter, the backup. You just have to give yourself some wiggle room. And while Ben Jones and Nate Davis should be back based on the timeline, even if it's a full 10 days, should be back before the first game of the year, the Titans could have COVID issues like every other team all year. There's going to be injury issues all year. You need quality interior offensive line depth and experienced offensive line depth. And a guy like Matt Skura, who was just cut on Monday evening by the Miami Dolphins, has 54 games of experience, has starting experience. He's a veteran in the league. Why would you not bring him in, add him to Aaron Brewer, and you have those two guys? Aaron Brewer is still an undrafted free agent from 2020. He does not have, he's started one game in, in his regular season career. Matt Scurro started a ton. And if something were to happen to Ben Jones or Nate Davis, you have a guy with tons of NFL experience there. That, maybe not Matt Scurro himself, but that sort of move could make sense for the Titans. Also, on the interior defensive line. Yeah, we know the Titans' top four. Jeff Simmons, Danico Autry, Tyre Tart, Larell Murchison. But after that, do you like Anthony Rush, who was on the COVID list for the last 10 days and just came off on Sunday? What about Woodrow Hamilton, who I think could have possibly been cut already, if not for injuries to Kyle Pecco and then the COVID list for Anthony Rush? I, don't, I think Woodrow Hamilton was the last on the list for the Titans out of their top six or seven interior defensive linemen to start. So the Titans could look for some talent outside of that. A guy like Marvin Wilson was cut by the Cleveland Browns on Monday. He's an undrafted free agent this year out of Florida State. He was one of the most heavily recruited, highly touted high school prospects coming out. He went to a Florida State program that is absolutely in the mud, terrible coaching there for the last few years. He goes to the Browns. It doesn't work out, but they have a pretty talented interior defensive line and defensive line in general. Now, there could be some concerns about work ethic or things like that that we don't 100% know about, but you take a chance on that kind of talent. The Titans brought in Tyre Tart last year as the fifth interior defensive lineman behind Crawford, Jeffrey Simmons, Daquan Jones, and Larell Murchison, and look what happened. So why would the Titans not take another chance on an incredibly talented but undrafted interior defensive lineman and see if they might be able to develop them there? I think the Titans could get a steal with Marvin Wilson. Now, like I said, there could be issues we don't know about, but either way. And I do want to say this. We're talking about the low end of the roster spots here. And and I got in a discussion on Twitter. I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus, but every single roster spot matters. So if you're telling yourself right now that, oh, the fifth interior defensive lineman won't make a difference this year, well, you're wrong. Like I said, Tyre Tart was that guy last year. So you're just wrong. 
And John Robinson does not think that way. No matter if you disagree with me or agree with me or not, John Robinson thinks all 69 guys who are with the team during the year, including the 53 and the 16-man practice squad, every single one of those spots matters. And John Robinson, at any moment in time, would do whatever he could to improve even the 69th man. So every spot matters. Continuing, inside linebacker, Nick DeZubnar is on the COVID list. Justin March Lillard is on the COVID list. Jan Johnson has been at the bottom of the depth chart the entire preseason and is not good enough to make the 53-man roster. You have the Titans' top four with Rashawn Evans, Jayon Brown, Monty Rice, and David Long. But David Long is hurt right now after getting injured in that last preseason game. Monty Rice is a rookie. So if the Titans want some more experience and they don't want to count on March Lillard or DeZubnar, who I don't think are anything special, a guy like Bryant McKinney was cut by the, the Dolphins, I believe. Earlier today, these things are happening literally while I'm recording the podcast. Benardrick McKinney played with Mike Vrabel during his time in Houston as the defensive coordinator and assistant coach. McKinney has played in 80 games in his career. He doesn't really help on special teams, but if you feel comfortable with Monty Rice and other guys helping on special teams, a guy like Benardrick McKinney could help out. And if Rashawn Evans were to get hurt and the Titans don't want to use David Long as an every-down linebacker yet, just a third-down role, Bernardrick McKinney is a guy who Mike Vrabel would probably trust. And then finally, safety. Dane Crookshank has been injured the entire time. He's been injured for two years, it feels like. Matthias Farley played in the game on Saturday night, but prior to that, he had been hurt for weeks and hasn't had a lot of practice time. Bradley McDougal is eh. Jamal Carter also with McDougal. Don't think they're good enough to play in the NFL this year. A safety like Sean Williams, who was cut by the Arizona Cardinals on Monday. 119 games of NFL experience could come in and give you some veteran depth behind your starting safeties. And right now, I don't think the Titans need to be so concerned with having a special teams guy at safety while they need that. Right now, I think they need to get a veteran who could actually play safety if one of those guys got hurt or uh, got on the COVID list for any reason. The Titans need to establish depth and take no chances. This is a Super Bowl year. One of the best opportunities the Titans have had going into a season to actually win a Super Bowl in a long time. Take no chances. Get veterans at spots that matter. We are going to continue talking Titans, more Titans news, not only for the Titans out of their practice on Monday, but also within the division. But before we do that, does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game. You've got another device that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone. You've got your neighbor's best friends log in for all the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you there's a simple way to get all of that entertainment without the hassle. It's a great way to, let's say, finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream. It brings you live TV and on-demand favorites all together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one spot. That means no more juggling remotes, no more need to buy additional devices, and the best part, no annual contracts. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more about Direct TV Stream at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Also want to tell you guys about our friends over at builtbar.com. 
home of the best tasting protein bars ever. They always have a ton of great flavors. There's something for everybody. All the bars are covered in 100% chocolate. Best of all, are healthy for you as well while also tasting delicious. Low calorie, low protein, low sugar, low fiber. It's fantastic or high calorie, high protein, low sugar, low fiber. The best of both worlds. Make sure that you check out builtbar.com today when you use the promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your next order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. We are going to wrap up this Tuesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast by discussing everything you need to know from Monday's news out of Tennessee Titans practice. Also, news around the division, around the AFC South that is uh, rather important. Before we get into that, do just want to let you guys know that betting on the Titans doesn't have to be a guessing game when you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You get daily picks, blowout specials, Wrong team favored picks and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. But the Titans practice took place on Monday afternoon and practice is a little bit different now than training camp. Training camp is officially over, which means we're not going to get these practice reports on who played well, who did this and seven on seven, who had a nice showing. All we're going to get is, you know, who was out there for practice and who wasn't a little bit of individual talk, but we still know who was practicing, who wasn't. And for the Titans, no Cam Batson, no Josh Reynolds, no Dane Crookshank, no Darrington Evans, no Brady Breeze, no Chris Jackson, no Derek Roberson, no David Long, no Daniel Murner, no Marcus Johnson, and no Big Jeff. But Julio and AJ were out there. So not only are the Titans dealing with COVID issues, they're dealing with injury issues. But hey, I guess it's just another day in the NFL. So that's the news coming out of Titans practice. The bigger news comes from the division, from the AFC South. And da -da 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 -da. oh, wow, we have breaking news. Former Tennessee Titans cornerback Malcolm Butler is mulling retirement as he deals with a personal issue off the field. Okay, so a couple of different angles here. Number one, I hope whatever's going on with Malcolm Butler gets resolved. I hope, you know, whatever it is, it comes out as positive as possible. Loved having Malcolm Butler on the Titans. He's a great personality. Um, hoping the best for him and his personal situation, first and foremost. But number two... If this would have been the Titans, that would have put them in a very tough spot. Let's say if they kept Malcolm Butler instead of going out and getting Janoris Jenkins, who that could have turned out bad. And secondly, bad spot for Arizona. Their cornerback group is already not fantastic, in my opinion, outside of Byron Murphy. So, who they're they're gonna have to maybe think about a trade or something like that if their top veteran cornerback that they signed is not going to be available to them. But more importantly, best to Malcolm Butler. Hope it's all resolved. Uh, now, into the AFC, out of that breaking news, into the AFC South news. The Colts had three players placed on the COVID-19 reserve list on Monday. Starting quarterback Carson Wentz, wide receiver Zach Pascal, and starting center Ryan Kelly. And here is why this is bigger, bigger news than, than it seems like. 
So according to Colts beat reporters, none of these guys tested positive, but they were all close contacts, which means at minimum, they're going to be out for five days. They're going to be away for five days. But according to NFL COVID protocol, a vaccinated player does not have to sit out because of a close contact. So that means that the Colts starting center and the Colts starting quarterback are not vaccinated. Now, throw your politics aside. I, I don't get into that stuff. That's not here. I'm. You can't tell me where my political leanings are. You don't know. So here's what I'll say. Purely speaking football, if every time Carson Wentz gets a close contact, he's out for five days minimum, and if he gets it himself, he's out for 10 days minimum, well, from a football perspective, that's pretty risky for the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, there's no way around it. Throw your politics aside. I don't care how you feel. We're talking about football. If every time, and and it seems like there's going to be, I, I will say that because the rules were so lax on vaccinated players, I think it, it it's caused almost a, a different kind of issue where unvaccinated players can get it from a vaccine. If a vaccinated person tests positive, well, it's easier for the NFL based on the new protocols to get that person back. But now it, makes it more dangerous for the unvaccinated players. I don't think the protocols as originally set are going to work. And even while I'm recording the podcast, I don't like to talk about stuff if I haven't properly researched it, but stuff is happening literally right now while I'm recording. And the NFL has just come out and increased the COVID protocol restrictions, even for vaccinated players. So the original protocols are not working properly as they were intended. And the players have to feel frustrated. And if the but the protocols aren't going to change for the vac the unvaccinated players, you know that that's not going to be the change. Vaccinated players are going to get more stiff restrictions on what they can do, and they're going to be tested more often, and all of that. So the unvaccinated situation isn't going to change, which means Carson Wentz is just playing a dangerous game. Basically, you know, it, it, even if he was vaccinated, he would still have to sit out certain amounts of time, but it would be less time than the guaranteed time he's going to have to sit out if something were to happen while he's unvaccinated. So purely football, if you're mad about politics and all that, sure, that's fine. Have your political opinions, but that's not what I'm talking about right now. I'm talking about football and how it impacts impacts the roster and the guys who can be available to play in the games. Uh, finally, the last bit of big news, the Texans are holding firm on Deshaun Watson. They're not, they're not going to trade him, according to reports that came out on Monday. They're going to leave him inactive on the 53-man roster all year and just not play him and and wait to trade. They're not going to take, quote-unquote, 70 cents on the dollar for Deshaun Watson because of the legal troubles and all that. They're not going to do that. They're going to hold firm. He's got a five-year contract. They'll wait it out. Nick Casario, this is literally from the from the reports, Nick Casario doesn't want to pay 70 cents on the dollar for Deshaun Watson. Well, the Texans are willing to eat Deshaun Watson's $11 million base salary this year, even when he's not playing. So you don't want to take 70 cents back for a dollar, but you're willing to lose out $11 million for nothing? Math doesn't add up there, buddy. But 
Either way, that's the news in the AFC South. A monster Tuesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. We talked about all the roster moves that have happened. We talked about waiver wire spots. The Titans could look to improve the roster and take guys from other cuts. We also broke news on the podcast while I was recording about Malcolm Butler while going over all of Monday's news items from around the AFC South. So, woo! I am beat, but I am so ready to break down the 53-man roster with you guys tomorrow. Make sure that you subscribe to the Locked On Titans podcast. Subscribe to the Locked On Titans YouTube page. That is going to do it for me today, though, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked On Titans.